You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. Oh, yeah. You know, many months ago, this saga began with our friend Paul Charchian deciding to get into the toe-behind camper game. And yes, he bought a camper, a Jayco 420 or whatever the hell it is. And he bought a new SUV he thought was robust enough to tow it. He found out it wasn't. He bought a second SUV that is robust enough to tow it. Actually, a truck, as a matter of fact. He took the camper out briefly before the Minnesota winter set in. And now we finally have Charge gloriously on the road. Camping life is here. We are doing it, Dave. I'm, I'm living the redneck lifestyle right Woo! now. Yeah. Charge, Roxy, Scraps, Pepper, the whole gang. You just packed up from where? 
We just left Nebraska. We are heading into Colorado any minute now. Beautiful. And uh, Roxy, you're driving. How's how's the, the, the camper towing? Hi, Zabe. Yeah, I'm driving. It's it's easy peasy. I love easy peasy in that Toyota Tundra you've got. That's right. Toyota Tundra making it pulling this 5,000-pound dry weight, 6,000-pound loaded camper with ease. Ease, I tell you. It is the Jayco what number again? This is the Ibex 26RLDS. Or otherwise known as the 23RLDS. Oh, okay. Uh, what happened yes. to the what happened to the Jayco? I thought for sure you guys we bought a Jayco. Yeah, we, we were thought we were gonna get a Jayco and then we found this one and this was the right camper for us. So we switched at the last minute and broke the heart of our of our Jayco sales guy, who pretty much <laughs> thought he had, he was pretty sure that he had rung up a sale for us. And the the sad thing is it it was a it's a guy I've known for a long time through radio. He no. had uh, he had been the PD at Kansas City six ten. No, Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. So the guy who was going to sell you the Jayco was a yes. former PD in sports radio, and you yes. and you walked away from the table. At the I, I know. It's so sad. And he's, you know, he'd had me on his station many, many times, and I felt oh. really bad. But at the end of the day, he didn't sell the camper we wanted. So I had to walk away. Oh, uh, my God. Hard. That's, was he hard. was he desperate? Was he like hanging on to your uh, your 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 uh, your pant leg as you left? No, no. In fairness, he took it. He took it very well. Which I but I felt bad, and I know he felt bad about it. And at that point, selling RVs for about three months, so he needed the sale, I think, and I wasn't able to give it to him. I felt bad. Wow! Did you ever see the uh, Simpsons where uh, this character Gil? The desperate car yeah. salesman. You remember that yeah. guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here, here, here it is, right here. <laughs> Go ahead, drool all you want. You can't hurt that finish now. Rainwater, that'll strip it right off. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Come on, Gil. Wait a minute. Can I buy that, please? Well, you, if you really, what? Hot, hot dog, a sale. <laughs> he, go, he goes to the sales board gene stan tom they've all got like you know 20 sales he's got nothing he goes and puts his sticker up there i'll take it from here gil no wait ah oh, no you can't take my sale my wife's gonna leave me if i don't start bringing in the green come on let me have this one stan i'm begging you look at me Look I'm begging you, Stan. I'm begging you. I used to be in sports radio. I used to be a somebody. Now I'm selling campers. Mm-hmm. Let's go write this up, shall we? <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Yeah, that... this is this is these were all radio leads, by the way. Every radio job uh, is eventually going to turn into this in time. I tell you what, uh, that that character I believe was based on uh, the character in Glengarry Glen Ross. Played yes. expertly by uh, Jack Lemon, if I'm so not mistaken. Good. Yeah, so really good, good and, stuff. And to be clear, that Alex Baldwin scene is one of the, I don't know, 10 best scenes in the history of movies. Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely classic. And for a movie not that many people have seen, this is not Star Wars or 
Marvel Universe, right? Everybody knows it. Everybody knows that scene. Yeah. Coffee is for closers, Zabe. What's my name? Fuck you. That's my name. That's my name. Absolutely. I drove here in a I drove here in a thirty thousand dollar BMW. Whatever. He said you drove here in a Hyundai, which was quite the put down back in the day. Not so much anymore, but still, no. you, you get the perspective. Um, before I let Ro- before I have you pick up the phone, and and Roxy can concentrate on the driving. Roxy, how were the? Uh, excuse my phone, by the way. This has been an ongoing problem with me. Stop. Okay. Uh, how was the camping so far? Was this your first stop on this trip? Well, we uh, we've had to make some adjustments. We found out. That we're not quite set up for boondocking yet. What does that mean? Do you know what boondocking is? No, Boondocking ma'am. is where, where you don't have any connections to power or water or, or yeah. yeah, sewer. So our first night was at a winery, which was great, but we were, we had about four minutes of power left by the time we left the site. So wow. we know now we need to check into your know, battery. Our solar isn't quite what we thought it was. And so we had to make some adjustments to that. But that's the kind of people we are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we go with the flow. No well, agenda. You know, we can meet any challenge. That's us. Well, listen, the bottom line is I think anyone doing this now for the first time, and this is your first big trip in the camper, yeah? Yes. Okay, so... I would imagine every single camper, they learn by making mistakes. That's literally the only way you learn, right? Yep. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. You can only watch so many YouTubes and, you know, <laughs> right. what if, you know, wonder what might happen or go wrong. And yes, that is correct. All right. Do we have a dog containment strategy so we don't well, have a repeat, exactly. yeah, repeat of the disaster exactly. that happened last winter? Yeah, nicely, <laughs> nicely remembered as Scraps got wriggled out of his collar oh, at yeah. one in the morning at our campsite and just went off running. That was that was not good. Containment strategy number one is I've air tagged the dogs. Wow. Okay, so yeah. you can see where they're at, but it doesn't mean you're going to get them back under your control and in your camp. No, that's right. Um so that's that is part that's the that's part number one. Now part number two is we now have dog cages fencing that we put up that we can put up around the uh, around the camper ah. so that they have, they can just they can hang out in their space. They don't have to be leashed all the time. And and they don't yeah. they, they don't threaten to jump the small little fencing. Well, they haven't yet. Uh, <laughs> they haven't scraps yet. Can't. Oh, okay. And scraps can't and pepper. Pepper would only jump the fence to get to Roxy so she could be right next to Roxy. So Yeah, Pepper's a rule follower. Yeah. Well, good. Well, good. So, Nebraska last night, I saw you parked right on the edge of a gorgeous lake. What was it? Johnson Lake. Uh, yeah, and it was, uh, it was very pretty. When it was, we had a tornado warning when we first pulled in. Roxy was very, very worried that our first night in the RV, we were going to get sucked into a tornado. Well, because on radar, we were in the hook. Uh, Oh, no way. Your first night camping, 
You were in the hook path of the tornado. You know, tornadoes love 30 minutes. Yeah, the tor- tornadoes love to chew up two things, trailer parks and campus. <laughs> exactly. So, and so we've been, there, we've been there five minutes, Abe, and an old woman with long gray hair and a walking stick comes up to us and says she's the campsite host, and they just issued a tornado warning for our area. So I pull up the radar. We're in the hook, and Paul says, oh, we don't have to worry about that. So wait, I was for, right. for real, an old woman with gray hair and a walking stick. So in other words, you were greeted like by a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Who had summoned, <laughs> summoned the tornado. Oh, my well, God. So so uh, repeat the camp, repeat the lake again and the state park because you cut out just as you were saying it. Johnson Lake State Recreation Area. Johnson, Johnson Lake. Lake, old Johnson State Lake. Park. All right, and so where yes. are you? Where are you headed today? We are going to finish today in Littleton, Colorado. At our eventual, our eventual destination is Moab, Utah. Oh. So this is about a five and a half hour drive from uh, central Nebraska to roughly central Colorado. And nice. at this moment, we are on the verge of entering Colorado. Oh, well, we already we're did. We're right? in. Well, we've been talking. We've come into Colorado. God, isn't it great? You kids are out there. Isn't it great to be out there in this beautiful, yeah. big country of ours where you don't know anything or anybody? Isn't it invigorating? It's great. They, there's so much space. When you do these drives, and you've done it, where you drive across America, yeah, and you look at all this farmland, in yeah. all this unused space, and you go, why do we get so uptight about urban downtown living areas? Why do we get so uptight about feeding the world? How can we not? There's so much space. We can expand a hundredfold. There's so much. It's such a big country, and we lose perspective of it when we never lose, leave our cities. Yeah, well, that is that is true. But there's a lot of socioeconomic and urban versus rural planning mixed in with the proper amount of legal immigration, illegal immigration, uh, who pays taxes, what do we do with the land, how much land does China actually fucking own? Yeah, no you know, kidding. There's that a, is a worry. Yeah. whole lot of stuff in there. Okay, so out to Moab, and you're going to stay in Moab for a bit and then make your way home. You got it. That's fucking That's the idea with uh, plenty of stops in between, nights here and there, overnights, full days, different places, yeah. And is this your only escapade in the camper this summer or just the first of several? The first of two planned. We have the second one. We we don't know when or where yet, but we think we're going to hit Montana. Nice. Um, And then we're just hoping to get in some long weekends in Minnesota. I love it. All right, very good. Go ahead and pick up the phone. Roxy, drive safe. I know you will, and uh, good to talk to you. Thank you. There you go. All right. Chart. The best part The yes. best part about being on, on phone now is um, when I make up a bunch of bullshit, uh, Roxy can't hear the other side of the conversation and call me out on it. Well, I don't know. She's going to hear what you say. She's going to hear your bullshit, and she will be nice enough not to correct you on the air in real time. But once you hang up, she'll be like, that's not true. We didn't do that. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, that's uh, that's awesome. So, so far, 
Camping 101, would you say it has met your expectations, exceeded your expectations, or has been a little bit disappointing? Um, I would say exceeded expectations because we were really nervous about pulling the trailer. And honestly, that was everybody's like, oh, you, you know, you're going to have this thing flipped within 100 miles. You're going to be on the side of the road. Oh. We had everybody warning us about that. But that part's actually been has been pretty darn easy. And the, the only real issue that we've had was nearly running out of power, as she mentioned. And it turns out we're going to have to do a battery upgrade at some point. Yeah, uh, and start putting down some primo lithium batteries in this in yeah. this baby. Yeah, I bet they oversold you on the ability of the solar to regenerate your power. Well, yes, very much so. I mean, it's got a solar panel on it, but not enough to keep up with your you know typical demand. And then the other thing they totally totally lied to us about was how much trailer my BMW SUV could pull. Well, I remember going through that whole thing. And you say they. Was that your boy Gil, the former no. radio PD, trying to sell you on? Oh, yeah, no, it'll it'll tow it just fine. No, he would have taken better care of me on that. This was the place we ended up buying this camper. And they were like, oh, yeah, you could blow through the Rockies on that. Like, uh, no, as it turns out. As it turns out, no. I, yeah. I think many of us said that you should not take the manufacturer's yeah. specs at Gospel and you should always have more towing power in reserve. If possible, that is correct. You and your listeners. That's true. Right. That's true. But yeah, I'm telling you right now, listeners uh, who are right now, I bet smiling from ear to ear that uh, charge and Roxy and the dogs have entered this wonderful, you know, endeavor called camping. Uh, I want to hear your input and and tips going forward as to places they should go, things they should do and how to avoid crazy old witches at campsites. Now I'll say this, the campsite people we've run into universally, super friendly i just think it's part of the culture. i don't know campsite culture yeah yeah, everybody, you know, yeah. the, the, the camp i think the camping culture shuns assholes so you won't make it very far if you're an asshole like okay yes. go to a campsite be an asshole and then see what happens chances are it won't end up well for you tires are slashed bullet holes in the back you're the one who's got, you know, most of these campers have got uh, outward facing speakers so that you can play music and lights and everything. You do that till two in the morning on your campsite. You're going to make a lot of enemies around you at that point. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, so you got to answer to all the people around you. And I think that I think those people get forced out, either get forced out of the, the camping business altogether or your personality gets course corrected. Yeah, and I bet I bet you uh, you get to meet some interesting people along the way. Already have, yeah. Already have, yeah. There, right. yeah, there are people. I'll tell you what, Dave. Most there are two the people who are do who are doing a lot of camping in one of two categories: the retired, especially recently retired, sure, and the people with kids. And so that and so we're not quite retired yet. So it feels like a lot of people, but a lot, there's a lot of people like they've been waiting their whole retirement for this. They've been working for years and they're like, soon as we're retired, we're going to go see America. There's a, there's a ton of that. Yeah. And you're right about the space. You're right about how vast it, it does strike you when you're out there. Cause as I told you before, and I think I told listeners, I said, I've driven across the country coast to coast, I think five or six times 
wow. en route back. Well, en route back and forth to UC Santa Barbara, the Harvard of the West. Once yeah. I was able to have a car in my possession, how am I going to get a car from Washington D.C. out to California? Yeah, in theory we could have it shipped, but that cost a lot of money. And then I have to pay for an airline ticket. And I'm a college student, so I'm like, right. it, I'll it's drive. Yeah, right. and when right. you're when you're out there. It's so exhilarating. It's a little bit scary, but it's also really cool because you just realize how vast the country is. And that's, I think that's both encouraging and daunting, but it's, it tends to be a bit more encouraging because you get caught up in all your own local bullshit when yes. you wherever you are. And so you over-dramatize whatever local bullshit is going on. Did you see this new sidewalk that's over here on Main Street? Or, oh, I took down the Chick-fil-A. It's like, who the fuck cares? Right? Uh, in Minnesota, I got a lot of BS to leave behind. Oh, and you know what? Flying, flying cross-country, it just isn't the same. You cross the whole nation in five hours. Most of the time, you're not looking down and taking in the prairie and the little towns and all yeah. the other, you know, the, the cornfields. Yeah. Uh, I, but when I, you're driving it, you have to. I love too, is that you, you drive around and you look at a little random house on this side of that road in this town or wherever. And you go, wow, somebody lives there. Somebody yeah. wakes up, goes to bed. And at some point, maybe still pays a bank once a month <laughs> right. for the privilege to live in that little shithole house but they're apparently happy enough because they still live there they don't leave yeah, yeah. What, no. do they, what do they do who lives with them what's their family like are they happy did, did they grow up in that area what, what's going on here it's so fascinating i i've um i've gotten to be uh, uh pretty close with a longtime viking linebacker named chad greenway yes and he grew up on a working farm in south dakota and we talk about these, you know, that lifestyle all the time because it's just so different from what we're used to. And the thing is that you grow up, you grow up working on the farm and it's what you know and it's what you respect. And he, he talks about this a lot. Like those are people that work with their hands and they get shit done yep. every day. Yep. And they, those jobs are important and getting your work done is important. And you have a work ethic that. People in the city that are working on Excel spreadsheets just, just don't understand. And they honestly, he doesn't say it quite this way, but you can tell he doesn't respect it the same way he respects the people that are out doing manual labor. Yeah. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something, something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? And my bookie, there is no off season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah. Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years. My bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. 
Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So uh, talking some football here, because I think we're obligated. I'm obligated as proprietary proprietor of this podcast to at least include some trace amounts of sports while talking about other important life shit like your camping adventures. But uh, I had I got into it on Friday last week on Twitter. You might have seen it. I was bored. I was just laying about after my week was over. And somehow I got into it about drafting kickers. 
and how high in real world NFL you should draft a kicker. And yeah. I said basically, uh, the answer for me is never because <laughs> essentially the league worst kicker versus the best kicker, the delta difference between the two is so small, it probably won't lead to more than a single win share at best. And That's some right. people yeah. just had a hard time grasping the concept, and they would rely on these anecdotal comparisons like, yeah, but Justin Tucker, he's such a weapon. Soon as the Ravens cross the 50, it's like they know they have three points. And remember the time Billy Cundiff sucked and he cost us that playoff game in New England? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But where are the numbers to back it up? Your thoughts on drafting a kicker? Because the Packers did this year, by the way. Uh, the Vikings drafted a kicker in 2018, uh, coming off the season in which they went to the NFC Championship game, and the team was believed to be, you know, ready to turn around and go win the whole thing the next year. And they drafted a kicker, and I want to say the fifth round. His name is Daniel Carlson. I remember. And Daniel Carlson um, had a shaky first game as a rookie, and then played the Packers in Week Two, and. That game would eventually, he would have the opportunity to win the game in, in the in time and win the game in overtime, and he missed both kicks. And the Vikings cut him, their fifth-round pick kicker. They cut him right then and there. Insane. Since then, Daniel Carlson has gone on to be the most accurate kicker in the NFL. And he has, the Raiders scooped him up, and he has never left the Raiders. He's had, now had two contract extensions with them. And the Vikings have middled through their way through kickers ever since then. The, so you are. So yeah, does so. the Carlson saga? Does it actually lend credence to the people who are arguing with me on Twitter that it's worth it sometimes if you can identify good kickers, or is it just hey the Vikings fucked up because they panicked after a bad game? You. you this is a case where you can both be right, and I'm not equivocating. Ninety percent of kickers kick within about seven, eight percentage points of each other in field goal percentage, right? You're like, you know, between roughly 80 and 88%. But if you can get the rare guy that just doesn't crack into the most, in the most extreme pressure, who's got the crazy range, you know, if you can identify Daniel Carlson, is that worth a fifth round pick? Well, hell yeah, it is. You know, if you can find a kicker for 10 years, like Daniel Carlson has turned out to be, then of course it makes sense. And kickers don't cost you very much. Your average fifth round pick, you got a one in ten chance that right. that guy even makes the roster. So if you can identify greatness, and all you have to do is give up a pick that is most likely not going to pan out anyway, then I I say go for it. Yeah, well that's the thing is that you have to be able to be sure that you're going to get that guy, and even if you do the actual numbers don't necessarily bear out that they're probably not going to add a lot to you because like you said, the 7% difference between the best kicker and the worst kicker, how many kicks does that average out to be? And then how many games were within a field goal plus or minus that you needed that kick to win? And then how do you know that the guy who was seven percentage points better also wouldn't have missed that kick as well? Like, it gets to be very thin in the margins. And I said, when you're spending as a high as a third or a fourth round pick, you're fucking crazy because third round picks are guys like Alvin Kamara and uh, Terry McLaurin 
and other guys who are much more impactful. And while it's all a lottery, I'd rather spend a lottery pick on a guy who could become a McLaurin or a Camara or someone like that than a kicker. Yeah, third round is different than fifth round, especially if you're to look at the odds of that player ever panning out the NFL. Big difference between third and fifth round, for sure. 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 Now, you've got, I'm, now, I'm sure when you brought this up before, people mentioned Seabass, Sebastian oh, yeah. Janikowski, he, taken in the first, first round. round. And he had a long NFL career, and he was pretty, he he was pretty good. He was. But there is, there is no way you can say he added a significant number of win shares to the Raiders just because he was a pretty good kicker who lasted for a long time. Yeah, the war, right? The wins over replacement. replacement. The yeah. war value of kickers is generally very low. And even though Sebastian Janikowski was in the league like 15 years, and he had a giant leg for the first like you know 10 years of his career, he was like you know the best deep kicker there was. But yeah. the win over plate replacement is just not as big for kickers as it is with virtually any other position. It's funny because Seabass had a big leg back in the day, and I think one time – that dipshit Lane Kiffin, when he was there for one year, sent him out for like a 70-yarder. Wow. And it it, it landed way short, obviously. Yeah, sure. He had yeah. a big leg for the time. Now, I think there's more guys with for legs sure. every bit as big as Seabass because the state of the art in kicking, just like the state of the art in anything athletically, continues to improve. Remember when the 60-yarder was like, oh, my God, a kicker just hit a 60-yarder. Now you're like, well, of course he's going to make a 60-yarder. Right. Every day that's happening. Your guy hit a 60-yarder this year indoors, right? On that um, game winner, no time left on the clock, 60 yarder. Yes. That's right. Who's your one kick- of the many clutch wins? Who's Greg your- Joseph. That's right. Old Greg Joseph, who you had yes. bad mouthed, if I recalled, earlier he almost in the year. Got- yeah, he had almost got cut by like week five or six. He had missed a bunch of kicks, and yeah, yep. Oh yep. my God, it's a good time. Well, you know, and then and then the one argument I got from some people was, well, teams just they need to learn how to scout kickers better to find the good ones. And I just chortled. I go, well, good luck on that. You know, there's no way you're going to be able to scout whether a guy has the stones, the fortitude to make a kick when it really fucking matters. I, that's you know, not scoutable, I, I don't, don't think. I don't know. I think here's I remember when the Vikings drafted Daniel Carlson again to go to Daniel Carlson for a second. He at the time, he was not like this world class college kicker, but the scouts for the Vikings had identified something in his like his kicking motion or his technique that made them say it'll extrapolate in the NFL and we can make him into a really great NFL kicker. When on paper you would look at his college career and go, "There's nothing special here." Yeah. So I, I think there, I think there is some scouting to it. I, I mean, yeah, there, um, there is, I suppose, but you know, who knows? All right, moving right along. I had asked you recently in a private text. I said, "What do you know about YouTube TV?" I think I'm on the verge of possibly cutting the cord. And yeah. you said, I don't know, I never went to it. You did have a fling with cord cutting that did not end well, and you're back correct. to buying cable, correct? No, I am currently cordless. I cut the cord. I cut DirecTV off at the end of football season, um, and it was because 
for me in my market, the Timberwolves and the Twins and the Wild were all on Bally's Sports North, my regional sports network. Yeah. So, and that's primarily what I was doing with my satellite anyway was watching sports. So, so I cut off Directv, which felt pretty good. Um, and I'd been on Directv for almost continuously since 1995. Right. I mean, I'm, you know, imagine. I don't know. It's Talking a, about I, grabbing I, your leg, saying "Please don't go," like Gil, the car salesman, was Directv like, "No, no." They only gave a cursory attempt to keep me, um, although they did call me no less than 40 times in the next three weeks, <laughs> and course. I never took the call. We never want. Took the call. We want you back. We swear yes. we'll be better this time. We want you back. Hold, put a pin in that. I've got a direct TV story for you. So this is just recently that you cut the cord again because I thought February. you cut the cord once and then said, ah, this doesn't work, and you went back to yeah, cord two years television. Ago, okay. Yeah, two years ago I cut it then too, um, just basically being cheap and frustrated with direct TV, uh, but I had to go crawling back because uh, at the end of the day I wanted the NFL Sunday ticket. You can only get it one place. That was there. So – now, so, YouTube yeah. YouTube is up on NFL Sunday Ticket. Okay, so here's the question. Why don't you have YouTube TV? Well, I don't need it right now because I'm not watching that much TV. Most mm. of my watching is sports. So I think yeah. once NFL, once football season runs around, I'm going to have to do it. What I, here's the thing I don't know, and they haven't told me yet, Zane. I have the, I've got the projection TV, the 120-inch projection yes. TV, and DirecTV had the game mix that let me spread eight games across my 120-inch TV. So I'm watching every game on what is effectively like a 35-inch television. Right. And it was glorious. I want that back. I don't know that YouTube is going to support that eight simultaneous games mix. I need to know that. With Sunday Ticket. With Sunday ticket, with their version of Sunday yeah. ticket on YouTube, <clears throat> I don't know either. But the bottom line is, you're going to have to get it because they're the only place that has it, and so right. you're going to be completely screwed otherwise. So here's my Direct TV story, real quick. So I thought for years now, I'm like, my internet is too wimpy out here in the country to support streaming video of any significance, and therefore cutting the cord is not an option. Well, I said, okay, let me try it, and. Yeah. I guess I'm marginally better on my internet. I'm thinking, I think I'm now up to a whopping 11 to 15 megabits downstream, which is pathetic when most people are screaming at a hundred, 300 (laughs) 300 plus whatever. So I think I'm a little bit better with that. I've also signed up for Elon Musk's Starlink, which my neighbor finally got. And he says it is a game changer and a absolute marvel. But that's going to take months and months and months. But I said, okay, let me just try YouTube TV and let's see how we do it. They apparently, the engineers, the software engineers at YouTube have figured out a way to get a very compressible codec of really good quality video that streams in a very skinny little packet of data charts where I am blown away at how glorious it is test driving YouTube TV, what is going to be for probably a month before I either fish or cut bait and cut TV, direct TV loose forever. The other part of YouTube TV that I have found to be a game changer is this. I went out and I got myself an iPad mini. Oh, I love the iPad mini. Okay. Funny you, you should say that because many people look at it like, what is this? Why do I need one of these? It's barely bigger than my phone. 
it's way smaller than a regular iPad. What would I use it for? Well, I bought the iPad mini with one thing in mind. I said, this is going to be my portable television. Yes. And I am going to stream YouTube TV over my Verizon 5G LTE number that's on there because I made sure to get the cellular version of the iPad mini. And I'm going to have a high-definition fucking TV that can get live TV, 100-plus channels, almost anywhere I go except for a campsite in Nebraska. And not only that, it can – then you can also cast it to a TV if you want to splash that that iPad mini picture onto a full-size TV, just cast to it. And so it works that way too. It has and, been so amazing. I'll admit I shouldn't do this, but I because the iPad mini is so light, I yeah. I put a little magnet mount on my windshield mount in my car. <laughs> Charge. Bro. Bro. You have you have a crystal clear nine inch high def TV streaming live TV this weekend as I went out and did errands and went to the store and back. I just popped on shit like the Kentucky Derby, had it on in my car as I'm driving around. It was fucking amazing. Today at Chick-fil-A, I watched the Westminster dog show agility trials. You know, where the dogs do all the tricks (laughs) and the adjust. I was like, this is great. I'm there having a chicken sandwich watching TV with my earbuds in. I was like, this is a game changer. So I think I'm going to finally cut the cord because DirecTV, this is hilarious, with my nine receivers that I pay each month for. Nine. Nine times, as your favorite (laughs) soundbite from your fantasy show goes. I said, I, I, I turn on the three screen set up in the home theater and I find, okay, one of the you know boxes has died. It's a DVR box. The hard drive's corrupted. Won't reboot. Fuck. All right. Called direct TV. Couldn't do anything to reset it. They said, we're going to have to send you a new one. And then the guy says, well, actually we can't send you a new one. We have to have an installer come out. No, come on. I'm like, they're so easy, bro. I just need to plug it in. Right. Uh, no, I'm sorry, sir. And of course, it was the Indian call center, which no offense to those right. hardworking people, but it was just like, I cannot do it. The system will allow me to. I'm like, all right, fine. So this was a whole rigmarole half hour plus conversation just to get a new fucking box shipped to me. So he sets up a time for the installer to come out. The installer calls me and says he's going to be late, which is fine because I forgot he was coming anyway. I wasn't home at the time. I was just like, fuck it, whatever. And he comes to the place. He comes down and he says, ah, there's a problem. I don't have one of these boxes in my truck. Oh, geez. I'm like, so they sent you you specifically to replace this box and you don't (laughs) have it. I felt like Seinfeld in the car (laughs) reservation episode. I'm Uh, like, what are you guys doing? He did say, he goes, well, I do have an HD one. And I said, you know what? That's perfect because I don't record anything on this TV anyway. I said, and it'll just prevent it from going bad again in the future. I said, I take the simple HD box. He says, okay, no problem. So he gets it plugged in and he gets on the hotline that their installers who are subcontractors are supposed to have to be able to bypass all the rank and file. You should get right on. Wouldn't you think? 
You would. You would think. But, you would think. But, but no. But no. He was on fucking hold for a <laughs> half an hour himself. <laughs> ah, ah, not just us. <laughs> and then when he when he finally comes in from his truck, he's like, "All right, I'm 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 going to go out to the truck and wait for this. You know, my reception's better out there. It's taking a long time." Finally comes back after about the sixth or seventh trip into the house, and he says with utter disgust, they won't let me give you this box. Oh, it's got to be the one you were supposed to install only. I said, said, really? I said, so what should I do now? And he said with genuine, sincere apologies in his voice, I'm sorry, you're just going to have to call him back and insist that they ship you one. I can't help you. So he went back down to the basement, uninstalled the box. (laughs) The working working box. Well, well, he never really got the TV up. Otherwise, he probably would have just gone with it. He couldn't get past the last hurdle. And and he just said, here, here's your old box back. Good luck. And I'm like, you know what? What a fitting way to go out on a once great company that used to have American service reps based in like Montana, if I recall, that were fun and friendly and could fix your shit right away. Remember that direct TV charge? I know you do. Oh, I do. I do. I I remember self-mounting my satellite dishes on the roof because if you were an early enough uh, adopter on satellite television, you did it yourself. There were no installers. Yeah. They yeah. would ship you a satellite with instructions on how to find their satellite in the sky and how to point it around, and you did it yourself. Yeah. I go all the way back to those days. Well, we are we are here on this square of life, and uh, I'm actually here for it because I've been pretty pumped up about how good the YouTube TV streaming service is. So, for any feedback and thoughts about YouTube and streaming TV, iPads, minis, uh, send them to me for tips on camping. Uh, and towing and, and trailer parks and not trailer parks, camping campgrounds, I, I guess. Uh, how to befriend witches at campgrounds, avoid tornadoes. <laughs> Charge is the guy. Send your uh, send your suggestions uh, there. Charge, I love it. You're living the life, man. Keep doing what you do, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Uh, talk to you later. Bye-bye. See you, buddy. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny-come-latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know, maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE, and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. 
You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag.